0: You're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. They're here to make you come on a journey with them as they indulge you in all of your naughtiest thoughts while navigating sex with nonchalance. And a whole lot of Crisco, of course. Thanks for listening to The Screw Podcast. You're here with Felicia Rose and A-Love. And today we have a very special guest. I'm gonna jump right into it because fuck what we've been up to. Without further ado, the lovely Cameron Jarrell, everybody. Hey, I like how I clap as if <laughs> there's an audience. <laughs> how are you doing today, Cameron?
1: I, I'm, I'm having a shitty day, but it's better now that I'm talking to you guys. Aww, Aww that's the sweetest thing anybody said to us. You
0: seriously melt my heart every time you speak. I'm not sure what that's about, but you know, keep it up.
1: <laughs> real, real shit, real shit. I'm up. <laughs>
0: Real shit, real shit right now. It's perfect. So um, I want to introduce you, but I obviously want you to be able to introduce yourself because I feel like people don't truly introduce us as we want to be introduced, right? So I want to say, Cameron, I met through wrestling, which is obviously a fun world to meet anybody through, and I was outside hanging out after or before my match, and I was like, who is this bitch? She's talking mad shit, mad funny, and I was like, I need to know her, and... Fast forward to a few months later, and I'm so happy that I do. Thanks. Cameron, you are a delight, and you do so much for so many people, and I just want to spotlight you, and I want you to be able to take the floor and talk about yourself. So you want to give a little introduction for yourself?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can try. I can try to see. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> My name is Cameron Ellen Jarrell, formerly known as Gabriel Saint, formerly known as none of your fucking business. <gasps> uh, I away at five foot ten i'm 215 pounds of black velvet mm, nice. i am uh, i am fucking tranos, um, tranos
0: is my favorite. whenever you say that i pop so hard <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, I'm fucking tranos i am also a trans activist alongside being a professional wrestler and a healthcare worker of all things oh um, me too me too that's awesome yeah Thanks. I run an organization called Legion, which stands for League for Equity of Gender in Our Neighborhoods out of Rochester, New York. It is a rapid response trans employment discrimination team where we help advocate for trans people in the workplace when they feel like they're being discriminated against, because 90 percent of the time they are. Um, Started the organization about nine months ago, working towards getting a nonprofit currently. I'm 39 years old. I like long strolls on the beach. (laughs) I like uh, wild men and wild thoughts. I'm an advocate of smoking marijuana because it saved a lot of lives. That's me in a nutshell. Get into it.
0: I feel like we're supposed to clap after just because it's like the most beautiful introduction of any of the guests we've ever probably had. So... Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us, Cameron. You do so much, like I said, for so many. You're obviously constantly doing work in the activism community. And I just want to thank you for taking the time out to be with us today.
1: Thank you very much. I did a break.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, I don't want to simply have you on just to talk about the glaring obvious, which is that you're a trans wrestler. And I want to talk to you about your experience, but I do want to open up with that because I feel like that's something that's important for people to hear about, but also I think it's an interesting story. And I would like to give you the floor to tell a little bit of your story, you know, what it was like going through a transition in the wrestling world. And, you know, if there's any, been any supporters and or things that you want to point out, you know?
1: gather around children and i'll tell you a tale (laughs) (laughs) we're here we're here Blunt in hand i started wrestling now i'm gonna age myself now i started wrestling on july 15th the day after my birthday 1997
0: wow
1: nice yeah i'm old as fuck I earned these grades. So in 1997, the independent wrestling scene was super fledgling as compared to what it is now. It's very glamorous now. It's, 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 it's very, it's very fast paced. People get in faster than you ever dreamed in the 90s. Now I had the fucking nerve um, <laughs> to be gay and uh, black and a former actual fight sport performer. I was a boxer. I didn't want to get concussions and I was afraid of getting hit by large men. So I was like, oh, all right. my dad takes me to these wrestling matches all the time. We lived in North Carolina. I'm from Asheville, North Carolina. Gayest place on earth. And um, my dad used to take us to like fucking like shows at like fucking tractor pulls and shit like that. And I was like, I'm not interested in these trucks and all this other stuff. And then there was all these oily men. <laughs> it was like these larger than life, real like, just like rugged guy I was trying to portray that persona at the time being 17 years old and being like the first black emo ever um,
0: <laughs>
1: the progenitor of hipsters I apologize
0: um, you started it all
1: <laughs> like I was on some Buddy Holly shit in 1997 so these guys are copying my style I did first <laughs> um. I, um saw a flyer when i was around like 18 years old at like a fucking like swap meet like they were like fucking selling hogs and shit do you want to be a professional wrestler i was like well yeah i guess i mean like i love wrestling uh, i think my dad will be proud of me if i start wrestling and i went and signed up for this fucking thing with this guy named like his name was buck rogers black guy named uh buck rogers uh, he- uh yeah a Captain America mask pretty much it was like a black Captain America mask in 1997. He had mats in his backyard and like some ropes tied to like posts and I took my first bumps in a backyard in the middle of a trailer park. That's right. <laughs> where I got my first bumps. <laughs> <laughs> I, fast forward a little bit, I uh, heard about some schools up in like New York. And I had family up this way, Rochester, New York, not like the real New York, like the cool New York. But like, <laughs> you know, like fucking like, uh, you want to go down there and get us some like sour cream, that kind of New York.
0: <laughs> so like the North Carolina of New York?
1: Yeah, like the fucking like <laughs> Virginia of New York. <laughs> so, fucky. so yeah, like I caught a plane up here for a summer to hang out with my grandmother Was the guys. I saved up money from like Newspaper stands and fucking low-key handjobs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Who has it really, you know? Still, still a little sex work in the 90s. I'm a little experienced. A little experienced. Yes. yeah Yeah, it was scary times, scary times. (laughs) So I moved up here around that time. It was the school here. It was like Suplex Academy or something like that. It was ran by like Gary Steinmiller. And I met like Hellcat Mike Rosario there. And I worked out there for like a summer. And then I moved back to North Carolina for like two years. But I couldn't get that school off my mind. I couldn't get like the feel of wrestling on my mind. Now I was kind of obsessed with it. So like when I was around... 20 years old, I moved here permanently. And when I got here, New Millennium Wrestling was running actual shows. And because I was black, I was a cameraman for two years before I was even allowed to bump. Wow. Yeah, and then I started training, paying my dues. Back then, you had to be licensed. You had to to actually have a license. Right. And now places you could just be like, I got tights, I'm a wrestler. (laughs) 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 I bought spandex, I'm a wrestler. I uh, paid, I think it was, like, $4,000. Like, I literally, like, sold drugs and, like, pulled penises to pay wrestling. Wow. (laughs) And the whole time, like, I'm around these guys in the locker room, no one knows that I'm gay. Wow. Like, no one knew at all. I didn't know what I was back then. I was kind of into everything, but I like guys. And in the black community, that's gay. Right. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying, no homo. But... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Very homo, no homo. Right, I get it.
1: Was that intimidating in the locker room? It was super intimidating. Like the word faggot. Oh my god, it was. It was constantly used. It was constantly like horseplay where someone was getting picked on for being gay, or like the word faggot was just being screamed across the locker room. And I'm like, wait a minute, like these dudes are really homophobic for a bunch of dudes who roll around with each other on weekends. <laughs> like this is like real gay scene shit, and they don't get it. Like.
0: Do you think that played a role in like you wanting to come out or when you came out or anything?
1: It definitely played a role of when I came out, because I didn't come out for 16 years. Wow. All right. I hid like in plain sight for 16 years, and it my hiding actually was what made my character. My character was just a personification of what I thought men were. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Uh, Gabriel Saint is the brainchild of uh, a trans woman who was trying to be one of the guys.
0: So, so you basically played the character of your own beard in like a weird way.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs>
0: you like covered your own ass by beca- right. by becoming this overly masculine or
1: whatever it was. Right. Yeah. I was going to say it was a character hyper masculine kind of. Oh, uh, like. so he was like Moriarty meets like Billy D. Williams. <laughs> like, lots of hair product, lots of shades and capes, and lots of like alpha gyrates. Nice. Like, wait a minute, guys. Like, nobody knew I was gay. Like, <laughs> I mean, you guys didn't look at my gimmick, was like, that's some gay shit? Like, that's gay as hell? Like, I wore like Victoria's Secret wings out to the ring one time. And, but it was black and everything was like dark. And I used like a black Batman voice. Uh,
0: interesting that's interesting i would have thought that you would have like been a hyper masculine character but it it seems like you weren't at all like it was like more of a like towing the line like masculine and feminine qualities at the same time that's really
1: interesting right i was you really played with gender without people realizing i was doing it right right Uh, you were
0: doing drag before their eyes but they had no idea that they were at the drag show
1: I tell people this, like, they're like, what did you do for 16 years in wrestling? And I was like, I was the, the greatest cosplayer to ever live.
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I
1: like, I put on black vinyl leather and, like, leather tights and be like, I'm the most alpha motherfucker in here. <laughs> and I, I dress better than you. I was like, a bullshit, like, womanizer. Like, I was like, hey, look, tell everybody we fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, tell everybody we fucked good. Tell everybody we fucked good.
0: You did it right. <laughs>
1: what we're really going to do is I'm going to braid your hair, and we're going to talk about
0: this. <laughs> Aww. I would have like, so been your manager beard. Totally.
1: Like, you hold my secret, or I'll drown us both. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I felt bad about it because at the time, like, I had to, like, portray this persona outside of the ring, too, so my character was, like, who I really was, like, I got detached from who I was as a person uh, because I was a character that I had to be all the time.
2: What did that, uh, this is a really like general question, but like, what did that feel like to like, what, what were you thinking inside your head while you're like, like playing these characters and it's overlapping into your
1: regular life? It would bleed in my regular life because I had like, now I was starting to be noticed. Oh, now, people realize who I was and they kind of knew my name they were rumbling to this area I'm not going to make believe that I was like this huge wrestler but in, in this region I am from Canada to North Carolina pretty much you could to say my old name people knew like alright that's Gabriel saying the motherfucker's crazy but he, his, his fucking clothes are hot yeah. Yeah. he's got this crazy he's got this crazy list but he scares me <laughs> <laughs>
2: What made you finally decide to come out? If you don't mind
1: me asking. So uh, yeah, I um, was diagnosed at 25 with schizoaffective disorder. Oh, so you played a character so hard that your brain split and you became that person, and I went crazy from having the high. I kind of really lost, right? Because like 16 year old me and 25 year old me were like two different, totally different people. I know when people say, oh, we age a little bit, we become a different person. Like, you know I mean? Like, a whole different identity. Like, I was, like, the little, like, NSYNC boy band loving, like, pink hair and bang. Like, if you love me, let me go, screaming in the mirror type shit. Like, I was that guy. And 25-year-old me was like, cognac, bitches, live ways, eat steaks. <laughs> Right.
0: so me right now
1: <laughs> Great. No, I'm just and then also be like the owner of a penis and be like look i don't want this thing i've known that it's not mine forever and i'm like mm. so at 25 i got diagnosed with effective so i kind of went away for a couple months but i didn't give myself the time to heal i thought no i gotta get back to this wrestling thing hard and i got in my training and I got really good shape and I started wrestling like some really great matches and I won the NWA New York heavyweight title oh wow well the NWA upstate heavyweight title upstate New York I won that and I felt good for a while and I thought that was what I needed to like get over that hump but in the back of my mind it was like this body that you're building is not yours this Mm -hmm things that you're doing are not you when does the ring persona stop why are you cutting promos in the grocery store <laughs> <laughs>
0: wait hold on why aren't you actually
1: (laughs) my my ex-girlfriend would say like after a wrestling show I would get trapped in like the heel version of what I really was and just be there for days
0: interesting interesting so it's almost like you went to that persona to get over the fact that you weren't able to actually live as the person you are
1: right so um, a series of bad events happened fast forward to now I'm 32 I'm 32 I'm in my second stint of like mental rehab I've lost my mind in the public space and like hurt a lot of people that I cared about because I didn't want to admit that I was gay like I got confronted at like 32 for being like gay and I was like no let's not be stupid shit took some pills ended up in the hospital I came to terms with it around 33 um it was Halloween I put my I asked my mom could I wear her prom dress and then I put it on and I did my hair and makeup cause I had been hiding also hiding the fact that I had to drag for years. like um I put, I, I did my makeup and all that other stuff, and I came out and I showed my mom. She was talking about how beautiful I look and how I look like her. And then I kind of grabbed her hand and we sat down. And I just like fucking like opened up and told her everything. Do you know what this woman said to me? <laughs> uh, first off, she laid out this medical history that I had no idea about, so it kind of explains what I am. And then two, uh, she said she always knew and was just waiting for me to come to terms with it. Well bitch! <laughs> Forty, thirty-three years.
2: Wow, <laughs> me... like, that must have been a powerful thing to hear. It was. it was. Were you also a little angry that she hadn't
1: said something sooner? I, I was a little angry at myself that I hadn't said something to her. So it's right not a tell me what I am. Truth.
0: But you can't and, be angry at yourself because of how society made you feel that you needed to reject yourself, you know
1: what I mean? Yeah, like I wore a full-on boy cowl for like 33 years. Um, and I like missed out on a like childhood and I missed out on like love interest and a lot of things like that because of my own fears of society. So after having that conversation with her and coming out to my mom, I kind of hid it from the rest of the world for another whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew like, my wrestling career was starting to slow down because of my mental state, and I didn't want to travel as far, and I was melancholy all the time and, like, feeling really suicidal. Me and my mom had a talk that July. She took me out, and we went to a dinner, and she surprised me with a name change form. Oh, oh I'm going to
2: cry. Oh, my God.
1: And she, like, signed it and, like, we didn't really talk about it because I felt she had the right to name me a second time. So we didn't really talk too much about names beforehand, but she just like, she had three copies of it and there was three different names. And she was like, you can choose any of these three names. And she said, do me a favor. And I said, yes, I'm Jamaican by heritage. Um, mm-hmm. So that means my father would never accept what I am. And me being his technically firstborn ch- boy, I was supposed to be like the name, like the heir, like me and my twin brother. for some reason supposed to be the heir to the Philip Edmonton throne. Yeah, I'll put your name out there. Put your name out there, you piece of shit. Shots fired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mom said, do me a favor. And she said, I've always been a comic book fan. And that's why I named you. She said, I would like you to use your old first name as your new last name. And if you look at it, it's spelled Caribbean, but it's Joe Rell. Uh, oh, okay. Joe Rell is, right? Superman's father. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It That's means really help. cool. My mom was really into Kryptonian lettering because she's a nerd like I am. So she was like, as long as your last name is Jarrell, I'll accept any of these three names. Now, the other two names were ridiculous. Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, she knew which name she wanted me to have, so she picked, like, two garbage names. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. like,
0: come dumpster, Jarrell. <laughs> You're like, ma. <laughs> I
1: was like, what the fuck, uh, Penelope, Mom? <laughs> like, like, oh, like, God. my God. Could you imagine people calling me fucking Penny?
2: <laughs> no. Uh,
1: so, yeah, like, she named me. We talked again a couple times, and she was, like, so excited because like, I had started hormones by then. Like, I started hormones, like, six months before I retired. Uh uh-huh. So I, um... Started to take into hormones, uh, wrestle I told him, I walked up to Mike, I had been wrestling for him at that point for 16 years, wrestling for NWA, wrestling for RCW, wrestling for ESW, uh, um, Empire, ESW, uh, NWA, Upstate, and Empire, so like I wrestled for a bunch of places that Mike owned, pretty much, nice. and, and that he had ran at some point, and 16 years being with him and I just came out of the blue one day and I sat down with him and I didn't give him an excuse. I was just like, hey, I've been doing this for a while now. I'm uh, getting ready to touch like 34, 35 years old. These young kids are on my ass and I don't feel uh, the drive to be Gabriel anymore. He's like, what are you saying? I was like, well, I'm saying you got six more matches. Okay. Then birthed Maddox from my loins. (laughs) (laughs) People say that um, Hellcats Michael's uh, is Maddox's wrestle dad. Then who the fuck is his mom? Uh,
0: That's <laughs> you. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll tell you who his mom is. Me. I said it, motherfucker. Shots fired.
2: <laughs>
0: motherfucker. <laughs> well, thank you for birthing Maddox because I enjoy him a great deal and he's always been a yeah. delight. So. He is my wrestle baby.
1: Aww. I. Started this feud with this kid named Attic, and I like tried to pour everything that I knew about like my style of wrestling into him. And you know, my style is pretty brutal. To come from the mind of a girl is pretty brutal. Like <laughs> <laughs> not know, what my style is just imagine like a really angry woman with two hammers in. Right? <laughs> <Nice. laughs> Sexy. That's my style of wrestling. I'm a, uh, I like to call myself a striker. I have some British influence, some Japanese influence, some straight hood influence. I'll box the shit out of you, on God.
0: <laughs> I can see that. I
1: definitely see it. So. I started off as a high flyer. I eventually realized that my skill set was fisticuffs. Uh, I have god hands.
2: Nice.
1: Um, yeah, I had six matches with Matic. The last match, uh, I put Matic over as the coveted Upstate No Limits champion. Uh, which I've held more times than anybody else. shops Swire to the whole locker room. Um, <laughs> fuck all y'all at me. Um, uh, <laughs> the locker room's not listening, I promise. <laughs> that's that's when they find out I'm on it. I'm just gonna let you know right off the bat. But I'm, I got something to say to y'all real quick if y'all listening out there. Um, you can catch, you can catch a cold, you can catch a bus, and you can catch these fucking hands. Come, come at me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just cut a promo? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Sure did, sure did. That's my life now. That's my life now. There's this weird lit where I sometimes, like, switch back to, for lack of a better word, to Um, (laughs) Jarrell. It's very hard to let go of because I spent so long playing this character that legitimately has become a part of me. So Mm -hmm. I identify as a trans woman, but I also have two souls. I got it. Like, I've lived, like, two completely different lives. I've, like, created another being. And um, sometimes it's hard to get rid of. Just, like, you can, I'm pretty sure you guys are in my smooth, lovely voice. Most bitches don't sound like this. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I have to have this kind of voice because my voice needs to be powerful for the young ones coming up, the ones who have more opportunities than I do. That's what I do what I do now. I retired after the Blues and the Matic. It was really hard because 16 years I had wrestled every show. I had never missed a booking. I wrestled through deaths. I wrestled through injuries. I have wrestled through mental trauma and just being away. Like, I was gone for four years. I went from 290 pounds to like 180 pounds in the first two years. Wow. Two years ago, February, I got attacked. I was stabbed in the belly. Oh, Jesus. And beat up pretty bad. I beat up pretty bad. I was in the hospital for like five months. Uh, nobody from the locker room or wrestling showed up. I was kind of treated uh, less than human at the hospital because being trans is still a crime in some places. Right. Uh, so after getting out of the hospital, they told me I had to start rehab and they scheduled it for like, two weeks after i had got home so for that two weeks i was just like i'm gonna lay low i'm gonna stay in my house and i stayed in my house for a whole year oh my gosh so i went from 180 to 270 Mm -hmm. i then got like lost a couple jobs and all that because i wouldn't leave my house and couldn't like focus and I, I have really bad ptsd now which i work on every day thanks guys for um giving me ptsd alongside the asshole P- appreciate it um
0: so, <laughs> i love how you make us laugh at every solemn point you make thank you for that
1: <laughs> that's where you fucking cry so, <laughs> right you know how to release that tension a little bit because, uh, yeah, I'm dealing with the shit. And, um, yeah. uh, so I have really bad PTSD, and I was agoraphobic for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately became agoraphobic. Like, would not step off the bottom step of my porch for a whole year. I didn't go anywhere. I ordered food every day. I would call into work all the time, which was just... Ridiculous. Um, I didn't feel safe out in public. I couldn't go grocery shopping. So all the fucking apps had my back for a while. All the apps had my back. I started like coming out of my hole probably like a year and three months ago. And Mike saw me and he was like, You're looking good, you're looking like the dude's weight. I heard you had got really big and blah, blah blah and I was like, Thanks, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) leave it to mike to be just like extremely honest (laughs) he's like yo no 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 you look strong you look strong i was like oh thanks again thanks again i'm telling a big black woman she's strong with it (laughs) um so yeah like i talked to him in the mall for a few minutes it was just kind of passing i wasn't even thinking about coming back to wrestling and this whole women's revolution thing popped off Mm -hmm. And I was like, finally, motherfucker! For <laughs> real. So people don't realize that I consider every win that I've ever had to be a little win of a woman. Nice. Uh, I'm the first and only NWA Upstate woman heavyweight champion. I'm the only one that's on our roster. The only uh, one ever I'm one of the most highly decorated wrestlers in the back, but I am a woman. So I then hung out like with a couple of friends, started talking about wrestling, buzzing again, and some guy made a comment on a board that Mike was running regarding one of his shows, because I still follow I still watch. I just didn't go to shows and stuff like that. I just watched whatever I could on the internet and I made sure I put that website and stuff like that. And some guy made a comment to Mike about me being a, and I quote, so what's up with your old champion being a tranny now? Oh, uh, was- And you know what? It made me mad at first, but then it made me want to, like, show this motherfucker up. Like, look, you're talking about me being this thing that you don't understand but relatively like you don't matter because you know my name and I don't know you.
0: Hell yeah. That's Hell right.
1: Yeah. Like I, I, I'm mad that you had the balls to say that to me. I'm not mad that you said it because it's in your nature to be a bitch. Oh, I love you so much. I could kiss you right now. <laughs> it's in his nature to be a bitch. I'm, I'm on estrogen right now and I have huge boobs but you're acting like a bitch. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not
0: on anything And I have
1: huge boobs And they are definitely acting like a bitch So I'm with you <laughs> And so Mike, Mike called me Because I was like Yo what the fuck's going on Can you just like Kind of take that down And we talked about things For, for like the first time ever Kind of just confronted This act That like yeah This thing happened I've known you For most of my life You've known me Since I was a young Like early young adult You know me from the earliest Parts of my career And this thing that That's happened between us Is something that I had To hide from you he understood that, I understand that. And we kind of just like hashed it out, like not really nothing to hash out, but just talked like we used to. And then that was that. And then there was murmurings because they wanted to do a hall of fame. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Like I've been gone for like four years. It'd be pretty cool to be a hall of famer upstate. I know it doesn't matter to anyone else, but it matters to me. I, I shed a lot of blood in that place. Of course. <laughs> Mike called me out of the blue and was like, hey, we were doing like the Hall of Fame for the first time in a long time and we want to put someone in there and we were just wondering if you would do it. And I was like, "Whoa, well, um, you're asking me, do I want to be a fucking upstate Hall of Famer? Hell like, yeah, I want to be upstate Hall of Famer. So I did the Hall of Fame ceremony. My um, friend Mad Dog inducted me in. Maddock ran his mouth, came out there and caught one of these hands, caught one of these hands. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> just one of the hands not
1: both i just, I just gave him a taste just a taste. Got, <laughs> got, so yeah i thought that was gonna be it i, was like, I did my little legends punch and i'm out of here got my little contract my little ham sandwich i'm straight <laughs> like you know, the people were cheering and stuff like that they were kind of into it i was looking weird i had like I had had to wear makeup in the wrestling force. My shit was all around the, way out of the way. <laughs> Like uh, <laughs> two days later Mike calls me and was like, Hey man, they want one more and I was like, Oh yeah? They want one more? What the fuck's that mean, Mike? And he was like, Well, I'm asking you to come back. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. I was like two sixty at the time. Oh, and I was like, Oh man, like I don't have gear that fits. I was like, I'm trans as fuck. I got like a pot belly and titties, they're not used to that. <laughs> like <laughs> Like, I got like all hyped up And wanted to go to the salon to get pretty And forgot that I was trans For a couple of days because I was like oh, I'm going to be a, a girl wrestler It's going to be awesome <laughs> like, like, uh, I finally get to be myself And I went to a salon I had longer hair And don't you know this lady cut my hair off
0: Oh, man, oh
1: no right? cut all my hair off in spite No Oh
0: my god what the fuck
1: and I'm not going to say the name of the place because fuck them. I'm not going to give them no publicity. Yeah, they eat, no they eat a whole bag of unleavened dick. Uh, wow. She cut all my hair off. She served me the whole time. Um, I tried I went in there to get like my hair cut and like pressed, and I wanted to get my nails done and she she just butchered me she just butchered me for yeah. the sake you had dead ends, and I was just trying to even it out. You shouldn't yeah. have mention have long hair, and I was like, I can't believe you should. and this was like the night before Upstate oh my God, like the night before my return, so like I wore like a venom body suit and they cut all my hair off. So I came out there and told everybody my name and my gender and people were just like, you look like a man so people were really mean like they were really mean my first practice. Sucks so bad. and there's been a couple of instances where people have like got on like upstakes like boards and like got on their like um, chats and just like fucking buried me because I'm trans like people who used to be like fans like nothing's actually changed about my style of wrestling besides the fact that I'm older and I'm trans and I still I still represent the same just typical traits inside of the ring I still do the same typical things but now that i'm seen as a trans woman i am constantly disrespected for it more by the fans and there's some wrestlers out there and they know who they are and if they don't they go find out they disrespect me and these murmurings uh, and this homophobia i'm just a message to them you have to know that shit is not you have to know that shit is not if you don't like trans people don't fuck with them if you don't like dick don't suck one like but down <laughs> my yeah,
0: that's exactly what people need to do is back it the fuck up and why even express any kind of failing if it's not positive honestly I fucking can't stand it
1: why waste all that energy on hating me when you could try to be better than me that's gonna be yeah. hard Outrest me <laughs> like,
0: yeah why not spend time on yourself instead of on hating other people because you probably have some shit to work on and if you're hating on other people you do have some shit to work on
1: Seriously. You can eat a peanut butter and ass sandwich. Fuck them. Ooh. Ooh, sexy. I'm into it. I love peanut butter and ass. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're, they're pretty awesome, but I'm, I wish crunchy peanut butter butter upon them. <laughs> 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 I hope their peanut butter is crunchy and green. <laughs> oh,
0: now I'm just thinking about crunchy peanut butter lubricant,
2: and I'm fucking disgusted. I, yeah. Not
1: official. That must cost fissures <laughs> or something. Ew. It has, my career has taken a hit for being trans. Like, I was in the Elio DiPaolo Cups. I was wrestling guys like Gargano and Trip Colin Delaney, Luke Harper, and I wrestled Chechen and Cloudy thousands of times. uh I've wrestled Roderick Strong, I've wrestled Tommy Dreamer, and now, like, it's hard leaving Upstate. Like, people don't want to book me at certain places. And, like, I've had promoters me, like, oh, we want to book you, but can you, like, wear your Gabe Saint gimmick? Do you mean, like, come out there in a pair of black tights with my titties out? Is that what you're asking me to do?
0: That's And that's so transphobic because it's just completely erasing who you are as a person. Right. <laughs> I think that I can take this off. Some
1: of people think that I can take this off.
0: Right and it's just like That's where the wrestling world really has a problem Is that they don't understand Not that they don't understand it's that they just You know the ignorance out there for like A piece of it as like as if it's a costume It's like nobody's dressing up As a trans wrestler that's not a fucking Costume for fuck's sake you know what I mean Like yes there are wrestlers That do drag but that's not the fucking Conversation we're having here and people To just completely be Ignorant to their transphobia While erasing an intelligent higher-sected
1: people is just disgusting to me. Absolutely. And here's a funny thought. For years, it was acceptable to be like a stereotypical, weird, all outlandish, borderline gay character. Right. right. Now the people are actually gay, it's a problem. That right. is, it's, yeah. like, it's like the character
0: was accepted, but the person isn't, and it's just disgusting.
1: Right. It's okay if it's a character, but it's not okay if it's real. Right. But like right it's not okay if it's real wrestle bowl one of the bigger matches since my return i've been back for about eight months now and one of the bigger matches in my return uh i got to defend the no limits championship uh my fifth time holding it against sunny kiss and uh, so do, you, do you know that people were like no i'm not bringing my kids to see that shit wow Why? i mean i'm not surprised you know but. One guy, and I quote, his problem with it was, why does he have to use his ass to
2: wrestle?
1: <laughs> because he's <it's> beautiful? What? <laughs> and you don't know what you are. Blah, blah, blah. You're an it. He called me an it. And, uh, oh, what the fuck? It's hit for a second because I wanted to take the time to hit this cool ass pop shot. I was like, wait a minute. So Rikishi, you watched Rikishi, you didn't have a problem with him using his ass. You like Naomi You don't have a problem With her using her ass You like You don't have a problem With her using her ass To hit people So now Sonny can't use his Because you're Slightly attracted to him That's so true It's
0: because it's Making people uncomfortable Because
1: their dick is twitching That's the only Fucking reason Let me tell you something I don't know You were in the back At Rathwell Sunny Kiss had the dopest ass in the back, and I dare somebody to say anything different. I'll fight every last person. I'm
0: period. sorry, Sunny Kiss has the dopest ass in the back, the front, the side, the side. I'm I can't find another one that better is a powerful, country. powerful, powerful, powerful <laughs> thing.
1: So upstate started in like 2005. It was super homophobic, but rest of after what eight months of my return, like upstate is, uh, is one of the gayest regions in wrestling. There's a couple like there's like Matter of Pride. They're really good. They have they throw shows. They're they're really fucking good. And there's lots of LGBTQ wrestlers there. But we don't want to be seen as that. We just want to be wrestlers. Right? Oh, right. so- I
0: remember in like the back we were talking and we were counting at one point. We were like, wow, there's a whole shit ton of queer people on this card tonight. And it wasn't a, th- it wasn't like, come see the sideshow act, some bi chick and a trans chick and a fucking right. gay dude. Like it was just some like, no, we just have LGBTQ plus wrestlers and workers. And that was it. And it was not It was just a supportive thing. It was not, it was like a, yeah, like I felt good being able to say there's a bunch of queer people on this fucking card, but it wasn't like, oh, but only because it's fucking Pride Month right. or something your like are ra- wrestler right? you know? You're
2: wrestlers that happen to be part of like the queer community and like it doesn't necessarily mean it's your gimmick, right?
0: But even if it were a gimmick, it wasn't even it, it expressed in a way, you know, it was just, we were all there and we were all accepted and it was amazing.
1: Right, and there, there's, here's a, here's another thing. Like, I don't get accepted a lot of places. I don't get accepted in, in the world in a lot of places. Some places in wrestling, I'm not accepted. Some places in society, I'm not accepted. Some places at work, I'm not accepted. Some places in the community, I'm not accepted. Change. That's going to change over time. That's going to change because you can't deny human beings the right to be human beings. You just can't. And that's what I want people to know about what being an LGBTQ wrestler means to us, is that we just want the right to compete. We just want the right to be out there because we're talented, too. And the fact that you are fixated on what our sexuality is or what our gender identity is is your fucking problem, not oh, mine. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Didn't pay for that yeah, ticket. You paid to be entertained. It didn't say you were going to be entertained by a fucking room full of straight white boys, so get over it.
2: Well, it's not like you're about to do a fucking... Queer porn on the stage, you know. I mean that would but be dope. we should. We well I'm, I, I definitely advocate for that, no doubt. Awesome. I'm like, wait a second, that's not sock.
1: It would be my first time hitting some shit in five years. <laughs> Just gonna destroy a motherfucker I don't care who it is
0: (laughs) you're like blindfold me and point me (laughs) so so,
2: so can I ask uh, I mean is a lot of these experiences why you got involved in Legion I started Legion
1: after a series of being discriminated against in workplaces I've had instances where people had a bet on whether I stood up or sat down to pee at work my car's been vandalized I've been hit I've been, like, ridiculed on a daily basis. Like, I'm kind of still dealing with it now at the job that I currently have. Cisgender women are the worst sometimes, uh-huh. <laughs> especially in a place where it's predominantly women workers. So I'm treated like a man. My strength is exploited. Like, they're like, oh, you got an advantage over us. It's scary, but I don't have an advantage over you. I'm just as strong as any athlete that's been an athlete as long as me. And it's right. my any woman who was my size would be just as strong as me absolutely we need to get rid of these fucking myths. I went. I reached out for help in the community, like for all organizations in my neighborhood. And I was disappointed that, one, there was no representation for me. Two, there was no programs for me. Three, there was no real help. It was all kind of a referral system. Like, oh, I'll set you up with this place and they'll hear, listen to your problems because I've listened, but I can't do anything. And you go to the next person, they're like, I've listened, but you're black and I don't want to do anything. And then there's places place where they go to and they're like, well, we only do things for white gay people. And there's no place to take we right. only do things regarding AIDS. Okay, yeah. And then there's another place that's like, oh, wait a minute, homelessness? No, what we do is we make sure that you go to like rehabs. So I was like, wait a minute, what if there's just a trans person who needs help and just wants to reach out to the community for advocacy, someone to stand with them, and someone to be like, yo, this is wrong, let's do this. You know, kind of like when we like all fought for fucking marriage equality, like that. Like when a bitch just jumped out on the front line and like d- dived on grenades to help everybody, but now nobody wants to help us. And then I remembered my history. Marsha P. Johnson, oh, yeah. and so we two uh, trans women of color, uh, got sick of the bullshit, picked up a brick, bashed my head. Now we can parade up and down the street in rainbow thongs and act a fucking fool once a year. Ah, amen. <laughs> and, and, and even now, like, with, with that the being, police, mind you. That's the fun part. <clears throat> Even now, and with that being said, like, I realized that someone has to do more. Someone has to be angry. The essence of the, the uprising of Stonewall was about being fucking fed up. It wasn't about like peaceful coexistence. If we're talking about which fucking ex gay I am, I'm Magneto. I, I believe they're not gonna give us total equality until we show them that you don't give a shit, we'll take it. Absolutely, What's like uh, Magneto was right. So is Cam. Fuck em. <laughs> if You can't peacefully this with the mutants. Then stop fucking with us. Stop wearing our clothes. Stop using our hairstyle. Stop taking our fucking culture and, and making it pop culture. Like be straight. Like be like straight up hardcore Bible. Like a or some shit like that. Jebediah in the face, ass boy. Go, go do something. <laughs> So, with that being said, like, I got really fed up and I put together a conglomerate, like, collective of, like, other trans people who felt the same way. And I was like, we need to have a direction. We can't fight them unless we fight them on their level. So we have to get good at what they do. And what they do is they set up programs and they get grants and they use buildings and they get funding. And when we do that, we're actually gonna do something for the community besides just collecting a check to exist. I put together a group of 25 people. Um, We wrote down some bylaws. We had a vote, I am their queen. Nice. I split the power of the place up so that there's no one person who has power over the other one. I introduced oh, Yeah. Not a, yeah I, I introduced a round table that will include everyone at the table and anyone who has problems with everyone being being at the table should leave the fucking table. Oh, yeah, nice. I love
0: that kind of thing.
1: That's beautiful. You will be sitting at a table where you will be elbow to elbow with white trans males and black trans males and gender expansive people, non-binaries, agenders. You will be at that table with lots of people and you will respect them for who they are because that's what you're asking of the world.
0: Absolutely. I'm, it's so it's so beautiful to hear somebody that wants to you know outside of the city. I feel like in the city you hear that stuff all this all the time, but it's hard to hear or it's hard to find those kind of programs or those kind of systems in any place that's, you know, a Rochester,
1: for example. Right, like uh, Rochester is six hours from New York and it might as well be on another fucking planet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I used to to fly there. It's a whole ass thing. It's funny,
2: I used to live there as a kid. I went to like first and second grade there um, it is a, an, an unusual area um, did you did you um, so what is so do you do you guys like is it what what kind what kind of stuff are you seeking to do what is your
1: list of the so uh, here uh, employment is a, a huge problem for trans women of color right. it's a huge problem like one like we're being like Ask questions that shouldn't be asked during interviews. Right. Uh, being stereotyped. Uh, we're, we're being forced to be hyper feminine in these shops. Um, yeah. If there's any pushback regarding gender or uh, pronouns or anything like that, we're being set up fired. Um, we're being fired for no reason. We're ending up homeless. There's a lot of homelessness here. Um, I don't know if you guys have been reading the news lately, but we were voted the second worst place on the planet for Black people to live. Jesus! Wow, I did not so, know. that. So now check this shit out. If we're the second worst place in this fucking country for Black people to live, how bad do you think it is for Black can queer understand. people? Yeah, I understand doesn't Yeah, even worse. Yeah,
0: it's got to be horrible.
1: So I started off with my aim being I wanted to save... I, I wanted to right show face way and way. save no, some break. of these trans women no, from that, that fate, just just including myself. myself. But at the same time, we have to, to to do that. I have to realize that I can't do it alone, and I can't just aim at black trans women. Like I need to help them, but I also need to include the rest of the community, um, because that's where strength comes from. We can't keep segregating ourselves and separating ourselves off, even though we, we kind of. Kind of have the right to treatment that we received Uh, in Rochester, New York. There is a pride, and then there is a Black Pride. Did you know that? No. Wow. Rochester two pride, pride, and then there's Black Pride because historically in Rochester, New York, pride is um, exclusive and 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 doesn't include Black queer people
0: that's opposite. that's what i mean by the north carolina of new york right like I, it, that because that's like blows my mind right like it's,
1: it's, it's supposed to be like super liberal here and it's really not it's a different kind of racism when i was down south i respected racists you know uh pose, posing and posturing and not a lot of action so there's lots of like uh queer champions in rochester new york that do not service or um, have services for brown indigenous and, br- and black people and just don't and, and um i wanted to be a beacon for that i've did a lot of studying about a place called the tenderloin in san francisco oh, it's a transgender cultural district, and our aim is to turn uh, the gay neighborhood of Rochester into a trans cultural district. And in doing so, oh, we'll make um, a non profit that will be based upon employment and then branch out into other things, like branch out into um, homelessness and solutions for homelessness, like Life Vans. And um, uh, that's one of my ideas. Like the Life Vans is pretty much inspired by a tiny home movement. That's awesome, could
0: you explain what that means for the people that are listening that don't
1: understand? So a life van is like, all right, you take a studio apartment and you build it inside of a box van. The cost of living is, is much cheaper. Um, it the, the, the level of ownership goes up because now you own that thing. It's not something that you're renting. Um, it's customizable because you can help with sweat equity and build it with your hands. Help build it with your hands. Uh, what my program wants to do is to find a way to get the materials, i.e., the vans, the lumber, um, plumbing, things like that. Help help teach classes regarding it, how to maintain it, things of that matter, so that you're not you're never going to be homeless again as long as you can afford gas.
0: That's amazing. That's that's just such a beautiful thing to help people to do because homelessness is so huge, and especially amongst the trans community, the numbers are staggering. So there needs to be a pull for that.
1: So I, I realized, I realized that. Um, to be a non-profit, you have to have a, a, a business that has a profit because we can't totally regard, like, um, rely on grants, especially being people of color running these things, like being a CEO or a chairman of a place organization, a non organization, and being brown is rare. Right. It's, it's rare like chicken pox on the head of your penis. <laughs>
0: so you're still obviously running into hurdles regardless of whether it's non-profit or not.
1: Yeah huge huge hurdles uh, a lot of places don't want to let me in um to advocate because of credentials but what class do you take for uh civil rights discrimination regarding trans people because they really don't even know medically what happens to us um there's not a lot of research about what we are it's a lot of myth busting that we have to do seeing as though for what hundreds of years now we've been seen as like shadowy perversions and fetishes so now people are starting to realize that like if you look back at history you see us everywhere <laughs> like, right
0: exactly we're just I said we. Yeah. you're just lurking apparently in the you know the shadows
1: and um, shout out to Caitlin Jennifer making us all look bad oh. uh, <laughs> promo for that bitch come down from your ivory tie- tower and get these hands
0: I love you
1: She's um, so, I see I said it
0: Is there <laughs> anything we can do For you and or Your organizations as far As financially uh, Anybody listening that's interested In helping to You know whether financially Or maybe it just involves want to get involved And maybe you know help the cause Maybe they're local or even Someone in New York is what would You, you know what could you ask for is there anything Like a GoFundMe or something
1: um, well, I have a personal go from me, um, because for uh, Legion, until we uh, become a nonprofit, we can't take donations yeah. ethically. Um, so what I was doing, because I have been battling homeless on and on, is that I am trying to build a tiny home or a life van for myself as um Oh, Just wow. kind of like a basis to show to grant funding and people who might be wanting to be funders and help us out in the future that this is what it could be and this is how it's maintained. And then uh, from there, like kind of like trying to learn how to do it myself so that then there's. Um, a way we can build commerce in it. Like we can be like, Hey, we can do this and we can also employ the people that we're trying to help so that we can help more people. So you're
0: at the beginning stages of this and you're essentially saying that your GoFundMe will help you jumpstart this project because it'll give you obviously a place for yourself as a trans person of color. Obviously I would like to help you any way that we can, but then going forward also it helps the rest of the community essentially because you're teaching other people how to do it themselves up to you learn it yourself as well.
1: Right. When we're also like like at the same time, like uh rich white people is a commodity. <laughs> <laughs> um sure. but, uh, just throw it out there but rich white people is a commodity. And what they want to do, oh yeah, like i um, yeah, I heard that eat the rich. Um uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is um with my with my life, Van, as an example, what I want to do is I want to build a, 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 a warehouse that will become a factory where we're building these things and turning them out, and we're doing them for free for homeless people, and we're charging rich people That's vodka. on them.
0: That's That's why. why. No, of course. Welcome. So you're essentially your own prototype, which I think is the best way to do anything business wise, whether, you know, nonprofit or not, you know, I, I think that's the best way to start anything is like, Hey, I did this and it
1: works. And I will really be a nomad in Rochester because there's no laws regarding living in one of those things besides where the fuck you can park it.
0: That's crazy. So I want to say, if anybody's listening right to this point, I'm obviously going to make sure that our advertisements say this information as well, but just to anybody that is has listened up to this point and is interested in donating to your GoFundMe, to sweeten the deal, what I'm going to do is run a little coming for a cause because obviously I love you as a person and I want to help in any way I can. And from a fellow broke person I have to do that with tits so uh, what I'm gonna do is offer anybody that makes a donation to your specific GoFundMe from $5 to $50 is gonna get a photo set anybody that makes a donation for $50 above gets a photo set and a solo video of their choice so I just want to let everybody know that if you're listening now just because I want to plug this as much as possible I want to get you as many funds with my tits as humanly possible so (laughs) thank you so much of course, I mean, I believe in you, and your cause is amazing, and if it means getting you off the street official, just to be able to help other people get off the street official, I mean, that's just a beautiful thing, Absolutely. not just to, but you know what I mean, with the with the long-term goal of, I should say, and I just, I believe in you, and I just want to do anything I can to help out, and I'm going to, so we're going to back you with our tits as much as possible. So, so, so. I said our tits. <laughs>
2: well, if, if <laughs> some dick pics or something will help, I, I totally will. Yeah, if anybody
0: to wants Aaron's dick pics, that's not off the table, of course. <laughs> I didn't want to, like, negate anybody else's, you know, selling of nudes. I'm just saying that I'm going to do oh my, my own thing for <laughs> <laughs> no, <let> me... <laughs> <laughs> We're all, right,
2: all so going to get naked. So, listeners, <laughs> like, come on,
1: here's your opportunity. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. To see Queen Sheenus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's laughs> I <amazing. watch>. love <laughs> Queen Sheenus. You're, like, my pun fucking equal, and I love you so much because of it. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So one thing I do want to talk about, obviously, is, you know, with all the other serious things aside, I want to have a little fun and, and ask you a little bit more personal questions. I mean, not that we haven't been personal as fuck, but um, on a more sexual personal level, are you cool with us asking you some naughty stuff?
2: Let's get it. <laughs> Consider it the twenty questions of sex or something. Yeah.
0: So we we try to come up with games sometimes, but we're also always stoned and in a rush. So we, <laughs> we decided to come up with like a twenty question rapid fire. Yeah. Tell us the first thing that pops into your mind
2: when we ask. All right. Yeah. I'm down. Okay.
0: All right. So everybody, once again, Cameron Girault. Uh, twenty questions with Cameron Jarrell Let's go. First, what's your favorite lubricant?
1: Spit.
2: nice do you like poppers yes nice are you a
0: top or bottom I know the answer
1: I'm a brutal top
0: (gasps) brutal top oh that's I want to be a brutal bottom anyways (laughs) yes Next question (laughs) Uh,
2: do you like to listen to music when you fuck
1: yes
0: favorite record
2: to fuck to
1: Diamond Eyes by the Deftones
0: ooh on repeat loop
1: looped nice i like that next uh what's
2: uh are, are you kinky
1: i mean i've been i've been known to uh, fish with a couple bitches <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say i'm kinky i'm, I'm, I'm really fortunate for a girl <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you currently single or taken
1: i'm single and looking so if anybody wants to hop on this disco stick holler at your girl Hey, oh God! That fucking wow. sentence gave me I a boner. Cameron, uh, we have the meats. Oh
0: my God! I have the meat sweats. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think. What's my next question? I haven't written down. I lost my place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you like porn? Yes.
0: What's your favorite kind
1: of porn? You know what? This is so fucking weird. Because you know what my favorite kind of porns are the 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 ones where it's like, oops. <laughs> uh um I, me and my friend Max Suave shout out to max Suave we like mad daddy hell yeah, nice We talk about it all the time we set up scenarios where where you're mad at daddy and we fuck oh, I, like
0: it. I like that a lot. we have a lot in common um do do you use any dating apps and which ones
1: I was on uh what is that shit? That fish? Plenty of fish? <laughs> Horrendous. Right. Um, I went on to Tinder and was scared off of it, and that's it. Wow.
0: Where do you usually meet people?
1: Um, coffee houses and wrestling shows.
0: Okay,
2: so you like to meet people in person.
1: Yeah. Nice. Do you fuck on the first date? Um, are you asking? <laughs> Sorry fuck. That's what you're saying. like you're trying <laughs> to I'm
0: down. again, guys. Stop, <laughs> you we too. Have to
1: figure, we have to figure out like how that would work
2: logistically through the phone. Yeah, I mean, you know, phone text is very old. School,
0: Are we right? having phone text on the first date podcast?
2: I, I, I think we're having We have the meets.
0: <laughs> well i have a uh, meat tunnel so <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, things i love about having a vagina meat oh. tunnel oh. disgusting sorry um anyways Oh, uh, our next question was oh we already answered that
2: and we already answered that i know some of these is the oh
0: what's your favorite position
1: uh amazon
2: what? What, what yeah.
1: Amazon position? Look it up. Look it up right now. Oh my, oh my god.
0: How do we not know a position?
1: I don't know. Of course, we Cameron. Oh, <laughs> Chicken dinner. I, I feel
0: like you have to come here
2: and teach us a lot of things. I know. We should have like a little in service of this screw podcast. Insert in service. Uh, uh
0: well this wasn't rapid fire because we got
2: I know. We, we got distracted by some of Our your answers.
1: Looking it up, I mean look it up.
0: Okay. I'm on my way to look it up. <laughs> um, what's your favorite scary movie?
1: My favorite scary movie? Ooh, you! Oh, I am a Friday the Thirteenth girl. Mm. Any one of them, but uh, my favorite scary movie, I would have to say Friday the Thirteenth Three. Oh, okay. That's very specific yeah that was really me and me and victor lord are really into like friday the 13th Love James
0: <laughs> but this is like the most specific answer ever me and the specific person
2: <laughs> oh wow okay i i just looked up the
1: amazon oh position.
0: what is it oh my god what is oh, it oh i
1: don't know i feel like everybody should look it up and read oh okay it. everybody <laughs> looks
0: up the amazon uh,
1: <laughs> it's gangster as fuck and if you want to see what it's like holler at Cam. <laughs>
0: All right, K.O. That was
2: another really great promo.
0: I know. You're cutting mini promos throughout this whole episode. I really do enjoy it. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time?
1: My favorite wrestler of all time is, and people are going to do, Ronnie Garvin. The Hands of Stone, Rugged Ronnie Garvin. The Garvin <laughs> Stomp was created by him. <laughs> nice.
0: Hell yeah. Do you have a favorite sex toy?
1: Mrs. Mouths. <laughs> good answer Again. damn and, and ladies I'm not disrespecting you um, dudes and bitches too <laughs> nice oh my god uh,
0: what's your favorite candy
1: my favorite candy is anything gummy
0: have you ever eaten during sex and what food
1: I have eaten gummy worms out of a vagina <laughs> <laughs> I've are interesting, but... Yeah, like, I, it was weird. Some awesome Halloween shit. Um, <laughs> and uh, what else have I done food-wise? Whipped Cream's Passe, I've also done, like, that warm caramel shit in a jar. Nice. Out of someone's ass. Oh, interesting. interesting. Very well, sticky.
2: I, I guess the only other question I have is, when are you coming to New York City?
1: <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> I mean, shit. As soon as I get this job together.
0: We didn't get you that right. van. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Then yeah. And we could do weird shit. everything guess? into a
0: disgusting ploy to get people to come over and get naked. Yeah.
1: Essentially. Oh. See, I had a problem with that. As a young wrestler, I was constantly naked. Even though I hated the fact that I was a boy, I had a dope penis. So I showed it off all the time.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. I used to have a dope penis myself. <laughs>
2: You still do, baby. Oh, yeah. It hangs up in the closet. That's right. So um, are there any upcoming shows that you're going to be a part of?
1: November 11th, I'm going to be a part of the Upstate 8 for UPW Wrestling. I will be in a five-on-five match. I will be in Team Loke, and I am the only woman on the team, and I'm the one everyone should be watching out for because I got hands.
2: Hell, Hell yeah. Yeah. Are you going to be
0: at the Upstate show on, I think, the 9th of December?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Yay, I can't wait to see you. Oh, nice. I
2: should try to go to that one.
0: Yeah, you should come. All right, let's right. all go and come.
1: Let's all go and come. Yeah, so we do Weird Shade of Vans. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, it could be an invisible van. It's all
2: good. Y'all hurry up with that GoFundMe Yeah, now. let's go.
0: With tits and vans, let's go. We got to do stuff.
2: We'll do a podcast from the van, whatnot?
1: not That's Oh, Van cast.
0: Did we just turn this into a sex van and now a porn company?
1: Sounds Oh, good. there's a weird story about that. There's a weird story about that from the wrestling school. A episode of Bang Bus was actually filmed behind the wrestling school. That's so hot. We need to find
0: that episode. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> while we were wrestling, we looked out the window and Bang Bus was being filmed outside. Oh my god, that's
0: so funny. But Holy shit.
1: Funny. <laughs> <laughs> yelling out the window, we're
0: next. <laughs> we should probably recreate that on d- in December. So. <laughs> there you
2: go. Yeah, i was scared. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, before we let you go, is there anything else that you'd like to promote? Tell us about anything upcoming or any just information you want to give out in general?
1: Well, information I want to give out in general is that I'm getting back in shape and I'm looking to travel, Um, I am a woman's wrestler, and I can wrestle anyone, book a bitch, or I'm going to shit on your product.
0: So you'll wrestle men and women?
1: Yes, I'll wrestle men and women because everybody can get it, equal opportunity, ass kicker.
0: Absolutely.
1: I love that so much. I love people that wrestle everybody. So it's that period of time right now where like it's it's not energy wrestling. It's wrestling. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's fucking
1: wrestling. Get over it everybody. Um, We're all
0: pretending. Guess what? It's all pretend.
1: Yep. Also check me out on Facebook. Find me, Cameron Ellen Jorel. If you wanna fuck, hit that DM. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the trade? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure
2: they're out there, baby. I'm sure they're out there. We're gonna
0: we're gonna get that I I was trying to think of a pun, but I'm fried, so I'm done. All right, so we're going to obviously link everybody to everything that we've discussed on the podcast, so find that in the description, or, um, you know, well, you'll tell everybody where to find all of the proper links, but be sure to hit that GoFundMe, hit that DM, call up Cam, she cute. And she can give it to you hard style. <laughs>
1: Amazon style.
0: Amazon hard style. <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> I love
1: it. Uh, brown belt level jitsy world class brown belt level scrutiny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck. You, you win that. every word award ever.
1: <laughs> y'all here fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: you're the best. Cameron, thank you so much for being on. Everybody, please support Cam. I love her dearly. I instantly fell in love. I was like, who's this bitch? Dead. She just made me laugh my ass off. And I was just all about it. And then obviously, I found out so much about the activism that you do and your Absolutely. wife in general. And I was just so entranced. So I implore everybody to take a look, give a couple bucks if you can, anything to get this going and keep Cameron off the streets, but also, you know, allow Cameron to push forward. Forward on her path to bang, bus, ban, enlightenment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm creating safe Absolutely. spaces in Rochester for people to live and get off the street in the LGBTQ plus community.
1: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Um, make sure you guys check out The Screw. Hit that <laughs> subscribe button. Stop playing before I slap the shit out you. <laughs> you're
0: awesome I love you so much and I hope to one day manage you in the ring because it would be my goddamn pleasure
1: oh it would be so awesome Man.
0: oh and it would be so dirty it would have to be like an after dark 21 plus show because we know it would be naughty from the get so absolutely oh
1: shit uh, thank you so much guys thank, thank you. you so much for being on again.
0: on again I love you so much